Hello, and welcome to the Brains and Bellies podcast with Amamama. Amamama fuses together ancient Ayurvedic techniques with more modern functional nutritional therapy methods in order to heal the body and the mind. Using food as medicine as our mantra, we will examine bodily systems at play while simultaneously getting to the root cause of your health issue using two different systems perspectives. Beth English Myers, a nutritional therapist, and Carrie Jenkins, an Ayurvedic health counselor, will help identify what patterns in your life may be making you feel unwell, be it diet, lifestyle, physical, or spiritual. Please join us here on Thursdays for the Brains and Bellies podcast with Amamama. Um, so I'm Carrie Jenkins. I'm Beth. Welcome. This is our first Amamama discussion. Um, and as you have all seen, um, we're talking today about spices for respiratory health. And we're specifically going to talk about a spice called garam masala, which you may have heard of. So Beth, do you want to talk a little bit about which spices we're going to dig into today? Yeah, so, um, so I I'm a nutritional therapist and I love using spices uh, for the amazing properties they have. They're very um, anti-inflammatory and um, anti microbial and anti and they're very rich in antioxidants which will all be really supportive of, of good health and we'll get into some of those specifics um as we move along um what i love about this is um carrie carrie told me that she makes her own garam masala and i don't um so i learned a bit about ayurvedic approach to uh, spices i didn't know about the garam masala that I have is from a shop. Uh, this is just one I got in uh, my local uh, supermarket. And um, it's got spices that are, are typical of a garam masala. But today, because we've got this forum, we're going to focus on um, Carrie's blend of a garam masala. And that's going to include black pepper, green cardamom, cinnamon, clove, nutmeg, fennel, cumin, coriander, and my favorite ingredient, rose. And just to pop in here for a second, um, all of you, the recipe can be found on our website, which I did in the chat box, put a link to the website. It's amamama.com, but it's ama, A-M-M-A hyphen mama, M-A-M-A.com, and it's under our recipe tab. You'll find it there. And I listed both um, the pre-ground blend. If you have, you know, pre-ground spices, like for instance, this is a pre-ground cumin spice. So you could do this or you could do the whole seed, which is what we're gonna um, kind of talk about today, but there's both recipes listed there for you. And I guess I should just say, you know, garam masala just basically means a heated spice blend. Um, and it's very typical in India to have garam masala. You know, for Ayurveda, we look at things in terms of seasons. And so we're in currently spring, which is currently kapha season. It's the kapha time of year. And kapha, I don't know if any of you are familiar with the doshas and these things, which, you know, that's like a whole nother class. But um, kapha predominantly is earth and water. So it's a very heavy time. It's wet, it's soggy. Kind of think of it like what's happening outside, especially any of you who live in colder climates. 
definitely the northern hemisphere, you know, the snow has melted, there's been rain, it's still on the cool side. So it's very cool and wet, kind of soggy. There's a soggy feeling. And when you think of that kind of externally in the environment, and then you think of that internally in your own systems, we're kind of mirroring the environment. So the garam masala spice could be potentially used to, you know, heat things up a little bit to help heat and release some of the heavy, wet, soggy quality inside of us. Now, moving into a more warm climate like summertime, we would potentially shift some of the spices that we use in this blend, which is why I like to do the seeded blend and make it myself because I can make just enough for about a three month period. And then right around the time it's finished, it's time for a new season and I want to adjust the spices anyway. That's so cool. And you can also make it personal to your household. Absolutely. It's amazing. Yes. Yeah. So you're thinking about the seasons, you're thinking of the qualities uh, that you're trying to address and, and then you're making it your own. But generally, I mean, Beth, you can tell us what is in your store-bought blend, but I think generally there's always cumin, coriander, oftentimes mace, which is the external part of the nutmeg. Um, yeah. Cayenne. Yeah, I mean, again, I've got this one. I use this all the time. Um, and it, I do want to make my own, but that might not happen for a while. So I still feel fine using this one. Um, this one's got coriander, cumin, turmeric, um, cassia, which is a part, a type of cinnamon, which we'll get into more specifically uh, as we go along. And um, black pepper, ginger, dill, um, and cardamom. So a few extra things, not everything in our blend, but for utilitarian purposes, it's, it's just fine. You can also, um, well, I, I've got some more ideas on how you can um, up-level what you've already got with some other things you probably already have as well, but I'll save that for the end. Okay, and then also, um, just to reiterate, if you have any questions, we're gonna spend the last few minutes taking questions. You can also, you know, ask us, we'll maybe at about 20 after or so, we'll ask for questions, or if you want to write anything in the chat box, we'll keep an eye on that chat box too. So feel free to do that. Um, and I guess let's start digging in. I guess I just wanted to say one thing from an Ayurvedic perspective is we're always looking at the six tastes. So we consider there to be six tastes that exist. Um, sweet, salty, sour, and then there's bitter, pungent, and astringent. And pretty much all foods that we're eating will fall into one or sometimes two or three of those categories. Um, so we like to balance the foods that we eat on a daily basis with those six tastes. So for instance, we don't want to eat sweet taste only for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That, that the sweet taste is known to affect negatively the kapha dosha. So when you're in a kapha season like this, and if you're having kapha problems like phlegm or heaviness, things like that, if you were then to eat a lot of sweet food on top of it, you're going to be increasing those qualities in yourself. So we want to always balance it out with opposites. Um, so I just wanted to put that out there to you. This might be a good time for me to mention before we get into each ingredient. So from a nutritional therapist point of view, I was trained in the principles of functional medicine which is a science-based uh, science approach of looking at the body as a whole. So when I, when I talk to a client, we talk about every system in their body, their hormones, um, their gastrointestinal system, nervous system. 
And I'm always looking for what underlying causes are that create a symptom. Uh, that symptom could be irritable bowel, uh, irritable bowel constipation or bloating. Um, could it be headaches? It could be mood. It could be uh, weight gain. Uh, so when I'm looking for what the root cause is, I'm digging through all that information. And what I, I find a lot of the same mediators, uh, very similar mediators. One of those is inflammation. Um, inflammation being um, little fires, a uh, reaction, natural reaction of the body to an irritant. Um, it can be acute, like when we sprain an ankle and we get swelling, um, so we know that, that, uh, that something's happened, or it could be silent and chronic, like it could be inflammation in arteries or in the brain or in the respiratory system. So a lot of my work is looking to support a client uh, with anti-inflammatory foods, and a lot of those are in the spices. We'll talk about, obviously, all different spices. Also, uh, when we work with spices, we'll be flavoring our, flavoring our foods with these beautiful natural substances. So there's less of a need for processed salt or processed ingredients. Um, so if someone's looking to reduce their, their sodium, um, getting flavor from spices is uh, such a bonus. Uh, so I get really, really excited about all these amazing things that we can get to benefit our health uh, through having uh, spices. Um, yes, I mean, I think spices, you know, they date back, I don't know how long, but you could probably trace them back thousands of years. And there's a reason that, you know, some of these traditional cultures use these spices. You know, they're not found only in India. Actually, in Iran, where my husband was born, they have a spice mix that they uh, call adiva. And it's very similar to garam masala. There's usually four um, things in it. Um, and they, you know, put it in rice and pretty much sprinkle it on every day, um, different things. But should we start with the first spice then, Beth? Yes, let's get started. Um, so the first thing in the blend is black pepper. So obviously all of us have black pepper in our cupboards, right? So, you know, if you're going to blend your own and you're going to look at that um, pre-ground blend, you just take the ground pepper that you have and you're in your cabinet and use. Now I have some uh, peppercorns. So they're just a mix. It's a mix of black, green, and white, but black pepper is really, you know, what is used um, mostly in garam masala because it's very heating. Black pepper, um, Beth, I think you call it, uh, what is it that you refer to? Oh, yeah. I found some great, it, it's black gold. It's amazing. It's the king of spices. And I think that um, we're only at the top of our discussion, but if you remember nothing else from today, or if you really don't have much in your cupboard, I would like to think you have some black pepper and you can just get so much from, from that using it. It's the king of spices. Yeah, it's great for circulation. You know, in Ayurveda, most of the heating spices are good for circulation because they're kind of dilating, they're opening up channels in our systems and black pepper is, is quite, uh, we refer to it as a pungent taste. Um, so it's a heating taste and it's gonna have a heating after effect in the body as well. So it's a great spice. It's the number one spice for kapha time, for springtime actually. And um, I love it, I put it on everything. Um, but I'll show you, so we'll be using this and I'll just show you what I do when I start to make it. Um, 
Well, while Carrie's finding that, I'll just add, I'm in, I'm in the UK, so I've got my British black pepper. It's a sergeant pepper, uh, so it makes it even more fun to use it. The other thing with black pepper is that it has something, a compound in it called pepperine. Mm. Uh, pepperine is what works to help our bodies absorb uh, curcumin, which is the powerful anti-inflammatory nutrient in turmeric. So uh, black pepper is really <laughs> helping our body absorb uh, nutrients from other spices. Absolutely. And, and we're not going to be talking too much about turmeric today because it's not in our blend, but in our Ayurveda, yes, we always uh, suggest when you're cooking with turmeric to always use black pepper with it because they're symbiotic, they work together. Yes, and we also wanted to, uh, we're so happy that turmeric's doing so well and people know so much about it, but we wanted to highlight, underscore uh, these other spices so that they get um, some spotlight as well. So basically, um, moving on, we'll talk about cardamom, but I'm going to show you. So when I do these seeds, I just have a pan, a dry pan. I put it on my flame, I heat it, and then I start putting in the spices one by one. So this is a, you know, a tablespoon of the black peppercorns. They go in. Um, the or cardamom seeds, so we're using green cardamom seeds. Um, now, this is kind of labor intensive, so you can open these up, which is what I did today, but sometimes I buy them already opened. So I've opened enough to use in our blend today, and this is what it looks like um, once it is open. And it smells, I don't know if you're familiar with cardamom, but it smells divine. It's one of my favorite. Also pungent considered in, um, in Ayurveda. Um, so it has a heating quality to it, for sure, but it has a sweet after effect, actually. If, you have, if you've tasted a cardamom pod before taking it out of the shell, it does have kind of a, an astringent and spicy thing happening, but then there's some kind of sweet, subtle thing happening as well, and that, that would be the after effect of the cardamom. Part of the ginger family, right, Beth? Yes, it's part of the ginger family, exactly. Um, turmeric as well is part of the ginger family. And cardamom, um, cardamom, so we talked about black pepper being the king of spices. Cardamom is the queen of spices. And it, there's something uh, very delicate, lovely, and even holy about cardamom. So it, unlike turmeric and ginger, it's of that family, but it's not taken by the root, it's, uh, it's taken as a seed. And when it's in the pod, there is, uh, there's always seven seeds in the pod, which is, uh, can be looked on as a very special number. Um, so cardamom being the queen of spices, again, um, anti-inflammatory, can help improve digestion, um, <coughs> might help, might help uh, increase blood flow to the lungs. Um, some of these studies that we've been reading have been uh, based on animal studies and in, beach and in um, test tube studies, but in less human. But I think as Carrie would, would back me up on this, given that these spices have been used so successfully over thousands of years, there's something to it. Uh, so cardamom is very, very healing. Um, I personally really started to fall in love with cardamom when I was pregnant and I saw an Ayurvedic practitioner who got me making a milk at the end of the day uh, with cardamom seeds. And it was so soothing and lovely and um, delicious to have at the end of the day. I love that you refer to it as the queen because again, cardamom is 
in terms of the kapha season, kind of another go-to spice because it really acts on the stomach and the lungs, which are two of the places where kapha dosha accumulates in our bodies. I think this is really interesting, um, Beth, maybe you want to touch on this too, but when we think of um, the stomach and the kind of GI tract, and I think of the epithelial lining of that tract, that lining is also in the lungs. And it's also in our you know, urinary tract as well. And then if we think of, if that lining were to come outside, where is that lining? And it's the skin. So oftentimes the spices that are gonna have an effect on the digestive system will also have an effect on the lungs and the skin and the urinary tract because all of them are those mucous membranes. Absolutely, and what you're describing, if there are problems with digestion, if there are uh, eruptions on the skin, uh, that's inflammation. So we want to reduce inflammation. Um, also, what we haven't talked about yet with these spices is they can, they are, they can be antimicrobial. So we wanna reduce our body being um, invaded by microorganisms, uh, microorganisms of our immune system well reinforced we could get um, we could get uh, candiditis or candida uh, we could get urinary tract infections so making sure we've got uh, a good arsenal of support for our immune system and these spices will help uh, they can definitely help out with uh, our immune response for sure um, so again, with the cardamom, because it is part of the ginger family, remember, it does have a heating, another heating quality to it, although it does have that uh, sweet after effect. So if you're a person that has a lot of heat in you already, and you have, you know, like kind of, if, uh, sometimes menopausal women will discover when they start using a lot of these heating spices that they may start to get really hot. So that's one of the reasons we're adding some cooling things to this blend as well, like rose, which is one of the most cooling um, spices there is out there. Yes. Um, should we move on to cinnamon? Uh, yes, yeah. So I have a cinnamon stick here that I can show you. And this is the thing about cinnamon, which Beth is gonna get into more, but there's two types, there's Ceylon and then the Cassia. And unfortunately, the cassia is what most of us are gonna be finding, but it's not that great for us. Um, the Ceylon is much better. It, it has, if you're looking at sticks, I don't have the other, but the cinnamon stick itself is a lighter color and it has more coils in it. Um, and it's a little finer, it's not so woody, I would say. Um, I also have just regular ground cinnamon too, um, which is the, cassia, or the uh, Ceylon. Um, yeah, so yeah, Ceylon being the, uh, quote, true cinnamon, um, with cassia in higher doses, it could be uh, slightly toxic or toxic in high doses. There's a, still a bit of a debate over it. Um, as Carrie was saying, cassia is easier to source. It's worth really uh, seeking out the, uh, the Ceylon cinnamon. For sure. Um, so again, what do we have in the in terms of Ayurvedic taste? We have bitter, pungent, and astringent here, and a little bit sweet cinnamon. Um, so those things, you know, bitter, the bitter taste is great for this time of year because it helps um, cool a little bit, but it helps draw 
moisture out, um, which is why you'll find bitter greens everywhere you go currently. Dandelion. Yeah. Um, and bitter, so green, bitter greens also being very stimulating to uh, bile production and helping with digestion. Yeah, now Beth, can you talk a little bit more? In Ayurveda, we often use cinnamon for people that have arthritis problems, joint pains. It's great um, for menstrual cramps, actually. It helps cramping. Um, I love the taste of cinnamon, and I think that it's a nice balancing. I mean, it can raise your, your heat, again, a little bit because it has that um, pungency to it, but because it has the bitter quality as well and a little bit of the sweet quality, it's it's gonna help balance out a little bit and not get too hot. Um, for nutrition, I could literally talk about cinnamon for two hours. Uh, <laughs> cinnamon is the bomb, like it's amazing. It's so, there's so many great qualities to cinnamon. You can wanna to try to find the Ceylon cinnamon. Um, historically, for thousands of years, cinnamon's been prized for its medicinal qualities. Um, going back to ancient Egypt, it was used, um, for medicine and for preserving. Um, cinnamon, a great quality about cinnamon is that it's very, very high on something called the ORAC scale, uh, which measures um, how, how much antioxidants are in a food. Um, cinnamon is really, really rich in antioxidants. So it's, it, there's a ranking done every year. This past year, cinnamon was number nine. Um, so really, really high in antioxidants. Antioxidants are helpful because as we go through our day, we're, um, we, we are, oxidative damage is happening all the time. We're breathing in pollutants or stress, or uh, if we eat anything that's, um, or have processed foods, um, oxidation is what can age us and also what can um, potentially lead to disease. Um, if you cut an apple and you um, have it open about half hour later, it's gonna start to brown. So that's starting to oxidize. So when we eat foods that are rich in antioxidants, uh, we're allowing um, a mopping up of free radicals within our body. So antioxidants, antioxidant rich foods can be very beneficial. Cinnamon again, just a sprinkle, just you know, having a sprinkle of cinnamon um, on some uh, almond butter with apple slices and honey or putting it um, on your toast or adding um, a teaspoon to a smoothie in the morning. Um, getting cinnamon in every day is great. Aside from the antioxidant, the other major thing that I love talking to people about for cinnamon is its um, power of helping regulate our blood sugar. So cinnamon also has a mineral called chromium, which is very helpful in um, supporting our blood sugar level and increasing um, our, our insulin, helping in, insulin to uptake our glucose. So cinnamon's really, really great for that. Um, and again, you just need that, that sprinkle here or there, adding a half a teaspoon or a teaspoon to your, um, to your smoothie or even um, just looking up some recipes with cinnamon in it, like a cinnamon parfait or even adding cinnamon to a chicken dish. Uh, so cinnamon is so helpful. If you have a sweet tooth and if you're craving sugar, um, having um, cinnamon tea might be really helpful in the afternoon. So you could just, uh, Carrie had a cinnamon stick. You could just put a cinnamon stick in hot water or sprinkle some cinnamon in hot water or, or buy a cinnamon tea. I like Pukka's uh, cinnamon tea. 
Uh, so really lovely for that. And so great. I love what you mentioned because of the blood sugar lowering effects of it. When you're eating something like an apple to slice it and to sprinkle cinnamon, it's such a balancing food to eat because it's balancing that sweet, that sugar of the apple. And it's also delicious. It's actually one of my sons who's nine, his favorite snack, apple with cinnamon. <laughs> And, and again, who doesn't, I mean, I don't know anybody doesn't like cinnamon, but I think most people do. Kids seem to like cinnamon a lot. Just getting that little bit of sprinkle in, um, like we said, on toast with some honey. Honey and cinnamon go very well together. Yeah, so, uh, and then again, as more studies are, are being done, um, we're learning more and more about how cinnamon and these other spices can help with, um, uh, also being antimicrobial and potentially helping with um, healthy cholesterol levels, et cetera. So, yep. and even lowering um, the blood pressure. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> um, so moving on to clove, which is our next ingredient. Now I know people have uh, really strong reactions to clove sometimes. Um, you'll notice on the, uh, the recipe posted on the website that there's a small amount of clove compared to the rest of the spices. It is quite intense, um, but it's such a great spice. It's got the pungent and the astringent thing again. Um, so astringent, some people have a hard time understanding what that taste is. My best way of describing it is if you've ever had a persimmon that is not ripe, or maybe a banana that is not ripe, and then it has that kind of chalky, um, feeling in your mouth. That's exactly what the astringent taste is doing in the system. It's kind of pulling fluid or liquid or water um, away. So it's, it's helpful, again, in the kapha season, um, that astringent taste. Clove definitely helps with circulation, so it's helping promote, you know, circulation. It's been used for a long time in Ayurveda for people that have asthma or coughs and it helps digestion, it helps um, the fluid flow in the lymph system. It has a lot of great um, qualities. Uh, some people use it in Ayurveda for helping people to sweat out if they have a fever, because again, it has that pungent heating quality to it. It is quite hot. If you have, I know the new thing now is for everyone to have these essential oils, and um, it, can be, it can be dangerous, actually, clove oil on your skin. It could, it could burn your skin. It has like a very hot, hot nature to it. Yep, with clove for nutrition, uh, when I mentioned the high antioxidant rating of cinnamon being at number nine, um, clove is number two in, in the world at the moment. <laughs> yeah. it's, I mean, I'm really excited about that, it's really cool. So yeah, clove is really high antioxidants as well and contains um, manganese, which is a trace mineral, uh, which is really important for bones and for brain function. Uh, it's also antioxidant, of course, and antibacterial, mm. uh, helps with the blood sugar level and might also assist uh, the liver as well in detoxification. Oh yeah, so uh, Julie's just commenting in her, the chat box here, um, that one of her kids is highly allergic to cinnamon, which I do know of that. I do know of people being allergic to that. And it's interesting because I know that, um, I know Julie and obviously she's my sister. That's how I know her. So I know her daughter who is allergic to it as well. And I do wonder sometimes in terms of the Ayurvedic perspective, 
what is causing that allergy because um, it does have, as, as we discussed, like a very heating quality to it. Mm. So if there's lots of heat in the system, is it creating a little extra heat? It would be interesting to do um, like a detox from that cinnamon and then to see where the person with the allergy falls in to place on the allergy. I don't know if she's been tested again recently since that original test a few years ago. Um, anyway, so sorry to interrupt, but I That's actually, before we leave cinnamon, I'll just show this is the cinnamon I got. I got this in New York, uh, Ceylon cinnamon. Yes. Okay. Um, uh, I'll, and I see a couple of people asking where to get good spices. I'll definitely, um, maybe Beth, both of us can write places in case anyone is here joining us from London and then I'll put some American. There's a couple uh, great Ayurvedic resources for like really great spices, organic and really high quality and not terribly expensive. Yeah, we'll link that. Um, if you're in London and Notting Hill, there's a spice shop, which I love to support. Uh, you can find any, any spice that you're looking for from sumac to fenugreek. Um, so we'll, we'll link that as well. Um, yeah, well, why don't we just go ahead and we'll put that, I'll put it in the chat box before we end, and then I'll also list it online under um, ama-mama.com where you can find some of these spices. Uh, so we were talking about clove. Beth, do you have anything else to say about clove before we move on to? Uh, no, not right now. So the next one is nutmeg, which again, I think people have kind of really either love it or, or don't like it. Um, I think I love nutmeg. I think it's a great um, spice. It's got the bitter pungent thing as well. So it has um, not only a warming quality, but a drying quality to it. And it's very light and it's very sharp. Those are kind of the um, words we use to describe the action of nutmeg um, in terms of Ayurveda. And it's a great sedative. It's good for indigestion. It's good for burping or like even hiccups. Sometimes it's used um, to help with hiccuping, uh, used for anxiety, insomnia. Um, some of those things that would have to be used in a higher dose than what we're talking about in terms of just our culinary talk today. Um, but it definitely helps with uh, mucus and an export expertant. So it helps you, you know, cough up if you do have phlegm in the um, sinuses or in the um, respiratory tract. Yeah, to that I would add, uh, for me, uh, nutmeg is the first word I would use to describe it as powerful. It's, it's very strong. Uh, it's a powerful antioxidant, anti-inflammatory. Uh, it may help improve mood, um, nutmeg, and it also helps with blood sugar control. Just to be um, careful with nutmeg, uh, high doses can cause problems. It could cause hallucinations um, <laughs> and loss of muscle coordination. But I do find that I notice, I, I can tell if I put too much nutmeg in. I, really, I, I personally find um, less is more with nutmeg. I agree with you. But the hallucination, just to reiterate, that is really found in high doses, not high doses, anything like yeah. what we're discussing today. No, no, yeah, today we're really focusing on um, culinary and, and moderate to low doses. One thing that's interesting, um, well, I find interesting is in the 90s, Procter & Gamble started putting nutmeg in their Vicks Vapor Rub. That's how powerful it is. Um, 
quite a lot of it. Um, and I don't know, I mean, I don't have VIX, but it would be interesting to take a look now to see if it's still in their formulation. That was, I think, in 92 or 93 they started doing that. Uh, should we move on to fennel? Yes. Fennel, I love fennel. So, you know, you can get fennel in lots of uh, fennel plants, but we're talking fennel seeds. Here's what they look like, which I love. They're such a great spice. I love the flavor of them, but you know, like in India um, or in other cultures too, um, after you eat a meal, often they have a little dish of this and people pop it a few seeds in their mouth and chew on them. It really helps digestion. It's like the one go-to spice for digestion. Um, I love the smell of it too. It smells so delicious. We consider this a tridoshic spice in Ayurveda, so it balances vata, pitta, kapha equally. Um, and it, there's really no ill effect to, to any of those doshas. Um, it has both a sweet and a bitter um, taste to it, although the after effect of it is sweet. So again, it's gonna, it's a great thing to add to this garam masala mix because a lot of what we talked up to this point was heating. So this is a nice balancing spice to add for the sweetness. Um, and apart, well, actually in Ayurveda, we say that it's because of the hot and the sweet, we say that digestively it is heating, but mentally it's cooling, which I like that idea. That is lovely. I mean, nutritionally as well. I mean, it's such a great source of nutrients, uh, the fennel, uh, the fennel itself and the seeds that we have here, um, significant sources of vitamin C, calcium, magnesium, potassium, and manganese. That uh, again, very, very cooling, great for digestion, um, for bloating can really help if you experience bloating. Um, you might want to uh, gently toast some fennel and add it to yogurt um, for a parfait. Uh, or um, as Carrie was saying, chew some fennel after you have a meal. Uh, I'll often recommend if I have a client who chews a lot of gum that they try chewing some fennel instead and get some of that digestive uh, benefit. And um, so, so many wonderful things about fennel. Just one slight precaution, uh, just as with everything, avoid too much, but especially if you're pregnant, because it could have an um, estrogen-like um, activity in the body. So just, just for general culinary. Good point. Um, I know we're running a little late, so let's um, move along to cumin, um, which both Beth and I discovered how much we love cumin as we were preparing this today. Yes. Um, uh, Ayurvedically, it's also considered uh, tridoshic, so it works um, equally kapha, pitta, vata. Um, there's a great tea we use in Ayurveda called CCF tea, cumin, coriander, and uh, fennel tea, which I drink almost daily. It's always on my stove. Um, and the smell I love, I've got the seeds here, if you can see the seeds. So again, these seeds will be grab first roasted and then ground for the garam masala but it definitely helps reduce gas it's got diuretic um capabilities a little bit mild mildly warming um it helps uh we say in ayurveda it helps the agni which is our digestive fire because it actually works on the enzymes the digestive enzymes and it helps that's why it's helping us digest and assimilate the food that we're eating um, I would say 
the digestive enzymes in, in general, anything that's working at, at that level in Ayurveda is working with pitta, the pitta dosha. Um, for all of you Ayurvedic people that are joining us, um, you may be interested in that. It's also anti-inflammatory. Um, it helps release, na relieve nausea a little. And one of my favorite things about cumin, because I tend to have problems, is that it helps iron. It actually is great to help your iron counts. Um, quite a lot. Beth, you can speak to this more. Um, and then one thing that I wasn't aware of, but I discovered when I was doing a little research on cumin, that it helps white blood cell count as well. Which is great for our immune system. Really, really good. Yeah, I would say with the, I mean, uh, I think Karen and I were chatting about this uh, when we were preparing. I really fell in love with cumin in a different way. Uh, a bit like black pepper. I think that cumin, um, I don't really think about it, but now that I've focused on it, it's, it's one of those amazing, almost beta backup dancers that's really the star of the show. It really helps out so much. Um, it shouldn't be overlooked. It's just so lovely. It's got that distinctive flavor that's not too spicy. Um, it's not too hot. It's more earthy and warm. Um, has a bit of a slow burn. And it's such a great base for, for any blend, uh, which is why it's so great for the garam masala or if you're cooking with turmeric, um, chili, even chili powder or pepper. Uh, so I re-fell in love with cumin um, in this project. And as Carrie was saying, it does um, have, is a good source of uh, non-heme, so non-meat um, iron. And it has uh, in just one teaspoon, which is what you would probably put in a stew, uh, about 20% of our daily recommended daily uh, amount of iron. Um, but again, rem remembering this is um, a plant source, so it's not, um, it's a non-heme. And it's also uh, really high in uh, antibacterial, antifungal processes. When you digest it, it a, a compound in cumin, uh, in cumin is released um, that, like the slow burn of the flavor, will keep working to help us um, digest. So there are lovely health benefits to uh, cumin. Um, and then we have coriander. We just have two more left to discuss. This is the coriander seed, the round, which I love also coriander. I'm a big fan of cilantro as well, which I know has the um, same, you know, people love it or hate it. Um, this has a slight citrusy flavor. Um, and it's definitely got a little cooling element. It's, it's a warming spice, but it also has a bit of a cooling, um, a cooling effect on the body. It's got some pungency and some, some astringency as well, a little bit of bitterness. Um, it helps dry. So that's great for, you know, trying to help dry out that kapha kind of dosha in our system. And, it's also an expectorant, so it helps loosen mucus, you know, if you have a cold or chest um, mucus from a cold or sinus uh, problem like that. So you want to talk more about that, Beth? I would say you said it all. Just, um, you know, here in the UK, we call it um, coriander. In the US, I believe cilantro. Uh, people seem to love it or hate it. I love it. Uh, and yeah, uh, that's all I can add for right now. So good. And then lastly, our favorite rose. So these are little mini dried rose, which I use in a lot of different ways for Ayurveda, but I love it in this garam masala blend. So these, as I said before, have um, a little bit of a bitter quality, 
which is what makes them cold a little bit astringent and a little bit sweet. So this is really the cold balance to all these warm spices that we've been um, talking about. And um, this is great for reducing pitta problems. Um, so pitta, you know, being the heat in the system. And also I love the color of it. So a lot of times when I'm working with spice blends, I'm not just thinking about taste and everything. I'm also thinking about color and balancing color. And rose is one of my favorites for that. Yes, I just add, um, I just have some rose that I bought when we were in Spain last summer from a local market. It's a, it's rose with um, some salt. And now when I use my garam masala, I made some scrambled eggs today. I use garam masala and then a bit of the salt with rose. Uh, so that was my cupboard, uh, ama, um, ama mama garam masala. And that worked beautifully with scrambled eggs. So about a quarter teaspoon of my store-bought garam masala. And then some of this was really lovely. So just to quickly um, talk about how you would do this. So the dry pan, you put the spices that are listed on the recipe. So I've got my cinnamon stick, black pepper, rose, the cumin, the coriander, everything goes under over a flame. And you just roast it over a flame and you're gonna start to smell the fragrant smell of all these, um, all these seeds uh, roasting. And once you smell that, it takes about two, maybe three minutes not very high because you don't want anything to burn. You take it off and then I have um, a spice grinder. It's actually just a coffee grinder. Everything goes in here and I grind it. And it takes maybe two to three minutes to grind. This particular one is easy because it has a little dish that comes out that you can clean really easily. I only use it for spices, not for coffee. And then here's the finished product. Smells delicious. This is just some that I had made a couple weeks ago. And this will be good. You know, I'm only using, as Beth said, about a quarter of a teaspoon at a time, sprinkling it on eggs. Sometimes I actually sprinkle it, I sprinkle it in warm milk and it becomes like kind of a spicy milk tea. Um, rice, popcorn. I mean, the list goes on and on. It's really delicious. Yeah, uh, for how long it will stay fresh, we've got a question. So I would, how long would you say, Carrie? I'd say about three months. I mean, one of the reasons I like to use the seeds in these things, uh, because the seeds are, the oil is intact in the seed. So when you're buying spices that are already are ground, that oil dries up and it actually loses potency. So when you're making your own, and it's actually pretty simple, if you have an extra, you know, 10 minutes and you have the ingredients, to just make your own because it's going to stay fresh longer. Um, as soon as you grind any spice, but you know the oil starts to disintegrate because it dries. So obviously, like, making your own is really special and it's the best. But if you're like me at the moment and you just have this, <laughs> you can add to it by even if you get some dried herbs, uh, dried roses, uh, or even adding a little more cinnamon or remembering you've got your pepper and what it can do, just even working with what you've got. Um, even you if you only have a few seeds and then you have the ground spices, you can roast the seeds that you have and grind those, add the other spices that you have that are already pre-ground pre and pre-bought because those have already been roasted and then you have your, your blend right there. And I think also just wanna add, um, as Carrie said, you could sprinkle it on some popcorn um, you can obviously add to curries and stews and things you make. You can add things like cinnamon to your um, smoothie. 
But also, uh, my favorite, again, a huge, when I got interested in Ayurveda, in Ayurveda, this was a reason, having these milks at the end of the day are so relaxing. So if you warm up um, your favorite milk, mine's an almond milk, and then add, um, you know, you could add some dried rose, you could add some cinnamon, you could add some cardamom, a little yeah. black, black pepper to help absorb it. Uh, maybe add a little teaspoon of coconut oil, maybe some honey to sweeten or maple syrup to sweeten it, but a, like a really lovely uh, soothing uh, milk at the end of the day. Some people will call them uh, moon milks because you're having it towards the end of the day. Um, and then of course we know about turmeric lattes as well, but you could do, it, it's that same idea of something nutritious and soothing uh, for our nerves and for our mind and for our bodies. Definitely in Ayurveda, those um, spices were added to milk because of the because they were they were talking about you know cow's milk generally in Ayurveda because that's a very traditional Ayurvedic um, thing to eat to consume less I mean I know a lot of people are not having cow's milk these days but it cuts the mucus quality of the cow's milk these spices do so that's one of the reasons why we add it into the milks because it actually is balancing out that heavy quality that the milk has it's lightening it up and it's drying it out. And that can also be great for, uh, let's say you, um, you're not that hungry, but you need a little something. It can be quite, uh, quite filling and soothing, but not too filling. Yeah, and definitely helps sleep, I find. Just a reminder that none of the advice that we've given today on this Brains and Bellies podcast is meant to diagnose or treat any health problem. Please do seek the advice of your doctor for any specific health issue. And join us next time for Brains and Bellies with Ama Mama.